Hello, greetings, and welcome to another episode of Being Healthy the Shaolin Way. Today's episode is about how to find your hidden creative genius. There's an interesting story about how Pablo Picasso, the famous Spanish artist and creative genius, developed the ability to produce remarkable work in just minutes. As the story goes, Picasso was walking through the market one day when a woman spotted him. She stopped the artist, pulled out a piece of paper and said, Mr. Picasso, I'm a fan of your work. Please, could you do a little drawing for me? Now, Picasso smiled and quickly drew a small but beautiful piece of art on the paper. Then he handed the paper back to her saying, that will be $1 million. But Mr. Picasso, the woman said, it only took you 30 seconds to draw this little masterpiece. My good woman, Picasso said, it took me 30 years to draw that masterpiece in 30 seconds. It's a good saying, but Picasso isn't the only creative genius who worked for decades to master his craft. His journey is typical of many brilliant creatives. Even people of considerable talent rarely produce incredible work before decades of practice. Let's talk about why that is, and even more importantly, how can you reveal your own creative genius? A recent study tracked the ages of Nobel Prize winners, great inventors, and scientists. Now, it found that the research has found that most groundbreaking work peaked during the late 30s, at least a full decade into any individual career. Even in the fields of science and math, creative breakthroughs often require 10 years or more of work. These findings match the work done by previous researchers as well. For example, a study conducted at Carnegie Mellon University by cognitive psychology professor John Hayes found that about of 500 famous musical pieces, nearly all of them were created after year 10 of the composer's career. In later studies, Hayes found similar patterns with poets and painters. He began referring to this period hard work and little recognition as the 10 years of silence. Whether you're a composer or a scientist, creativity is not a quality you're born with or without. It is something that is discovered, honed, and improved through real hard work. Which brings us to an important question. How can you do your best work and discover your hidden creative genius? Now, Anne Lamont, the author of Bird by Bird, said this, had this saying. She said, people tend to look at successful writers, writers who are getting books published and maybe even doing well financially, and think that they sit down at their desks every morning feeling like a million dollars, feeling great about who they are and how much talent they have, and what a great story they have to tell. That they take a few deep breaths, push back their sleeves, roll their necks a few times, get all the cricks out, and dive in, typing fully foreign passages as fast as a court reporter. But this is just a fantasy of the uninitiated. I know some very great writers, writers who love to write beautifully and have made a great deal of money, and not one of them sits down routinely feeling wildly enthusiastic and confident. Not one of them writes elegant first drafts. For me and most other writers I know, writing is not rapturous. In fact, the only way I can get anything written at all is to write really, really shitty first drafts. So, in any creative endeavor, you have to give yourself permission to create junk. There's no way around it. Sometimes you have to write four terrible pages just to discover that you wrote one good sentence in the second paragraph of the third page. Creating something useful and compelling is like being a gold miner. You have to sift through pounds of dirt and rock and silt just to find a speck of gold in the middle of it all. Bits and pieces of genius will find their way to you if you give yourself permission to let the muse flow. Create on a schedule. 
Amateurs create when they feel inspired. Professionals create on a schedule. No single act will uncover more creative genius than forcing yourself to create consistently. Practicing your craft over and over is the only way to become decent at it. The person who sits around theorizing about what a best-selling book looks like uh, will never write it. Meanwhile, the writer who shows up every day and puts their butt in the chair and their hands on the keyboard, they are learning how to do the work. As Chuck Close said, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. Ira Glass is the host of the popular radio show, This American Life, which is broadcast to about a million seven listeners each week. This is the advice class gives to anyone looking to do interesting, creative work. The most important thing you can do is do a lot of work. Do a huge volume of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week or every month, you know you're going to finish one story. It is only by going through a volume of work that the work you're making will be as good as your ambitions. If you So if you want to do your best creative work, then don't leave it up to choice. Don't wake up in the morning and think, I hope I feel inspired to create something today. You need to take the decision-making out of it. Set a schedule for your work. Creative genius arise when you show up enough times to get the average ideas out of the way. Finish something. Here's how Stephen Pressfield describes finishing his first novel. I never did find a buyer for the book, or the next one either. It was 10 years before I got the first check for something I had written, and 10 more before a novel, The Legend of Beggar Vance, was actually published. At that moment, when I first hit the keys to spell the end, it was so apocryphal. I remember rolling past the, the last page and adding to it to the stack that was the finished manuscripts. Nobody knew I was done. Nobody cared. But I knew. I felt like a dragon I'd been fighting all my life had just dropped dead at my feet and gasped out its last sulfuric breath. Finish something. Anything. Stop researching, planning, and preparing to do the work and just do the damn work. It doesn't matter how good or how bad it is. You don't need to set the world on fire with the first try. You just need to prove to yourself that you have what it takes to produce something. There are no artists, athletes, entrepreneurs, or scientists who became great by half-finishing their work. Stop debating what you should make and just make something. Now, while you're at it, practice a little self-compassion. Everyone struggles to great to great, great art, even great artists. As Kirk Vonnegut said, when I write, I feel like an armless, legless man with a crayon in my mouth. That was Kurt Vonnegut. Anyone who creates something on a consistent basis will begin to judge their own work. I write new articles every Monday and Thursday after sticking to that publishing schedule for three months. I began to judge everything I created. I was convinced that I'd gone through every decent idea I had available. My most popular article came eight months later. It is natural to judge your work. It is natural to feel disappointed that your creation isn't as wonderful as you'd hoped it be, or that you're not getting any better at your craft. But the key is not to let your discontent prevent you from continuing to do the work. You have to practice enough self-compassion to not let self-judgment take over. Sure, you care about your work, but don't get so serious about it that you can't laugh off your mistakes and continue to produce the things you love. Don't let judgment prevent delivery. Share your work. Share your work publicly. It will hold you accountable to creating your best work. It will provide feedback for doing better work. And when you see others connect with what you create, it will inspire you and make you care more. Finally, I got to say, 
How to find your creative genius is easy. Just do the work, finish something, get feedback, find ways to improve, show up again tomorrow. Repeat for 10 years or 20 or 30. Inspiration only reveals itself after perspiration. So that's all for today. Um, but tune in next episode for more on creativity. Um, and my name is Farrell D. Moore. And if you'd like to learn more about the Shaolin monks who sponsor this broadcast, go to ShaolinTempleUS.org or HealthyShaolin.com. Until next time, I wish you peace and namaste.